Hello, family. Pastor George here. And as usual, I'm here with the net. The net, our co-host with the most. How you doing, the net? I am good. How are you, George? Good, good, good. Hey, just got back from traveling. And you guys don't give me a hard time about all the food I posted. I went to a conference. I ate so much, everybody started calling me the name of the restaurant the next day and uh, doing it. So, so anyway, man, glad to be back and in doing this. But hey, we have a very special episode today. We're going to be talking about building generational wealth and the different areas. So I want to turn over to you, Danette, because you said on the show that people are asking you questions. And as you guys know, we have an Ask George segment. So, uh, Danette. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. I was going to uh, say exactly that. I, I field all the Ask George questions. They should be called Ask Danette to Ask George. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, everybody's asking Danette to ask George questions about building generational wealth, which is a great question because that's exactly what you do. I mean, George, come on, tell the people what to do because that's like the hardest thing, generational wealth, not just wealth, generational wealth, leaving it to your family members so that they can grow and continue to grow, not, you know, for it all down to nothing but you know what i'm saying can you yes. just come on come on give us i a will give i will but first of all as as you know uh, everybody in the bible it says in proverbs 13 and 22 that a good person it says a good man in some verse but a good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous okay. sinner? and there's a yeah, I want to actually talk to you about, there's actually another scripture in the Bible that also says the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. Okay. But see, it doesn't put a time and a date on there. So that's why we want to start putting time and dates to things. So one of the things that says a good person, what I want to focus on, leaves an inheritance to their children's children. So what that means, that means generational. So it's not just your children. That's actually misquoted a lot. Someone says to their children. So a children's children means it's going down two generations. So remember this, and then also guys, hit me up in the chat about this, we're talking about it. Number one, it's one, it's wealth, but this is the part they miss, that's part that people are missing. The second is knowledge. You can't just pass wealth to somebody, because if you right now, I'm going to type it, see, I told you we're going to be interactive today, is type in the chat. If, we, if, we, if you were to receive $1 million right now, what would you do with it? Let me tell you, I'm sorry, I'll wait, go ahead. I was going to say, write this down, but anyway, we're going to say, um, type this in is some people would say what? Um, I would look for a financial advisor, but see, you should have one now. So I'm saying, I buy a piece of property. Um, where? where? Where would that piece of property be? You know what I mean? We should already be looking at these things. Then, then I hear this, and then um, I would uh, open up a business. See, the, the challenge is, if you open up a business from scratch, you may, the, these inheritances may not last long. You've already also seen, Danette, as you've seen this, they had a TV show or they have these shows where you see where athletes are given money and the minute they stop playing, their money stops. Then you also mm -hmm. see where people get inheritance and they say the average inheritance in the United States lasts less than 18 months. That means someone, and, and we've seen it, you know, as, as you know, as I run a financial firm, there's people that I've built up wealth for them for 20 years. They give it to their grandkids or their niece and nephew, and then it's just gone. So we're going to cover how to spend it. We're going to show you like how it's built up. But I want to make sure we understand this is that number one is it's it's one is financial and the second is knowledge. And you want to build them both up at the exact same time. 
So one of the first things we want to do about building generational wealth is start to make certain commitments. The first commitment is, is that you're going to grow, but then also that you're going to teach your children all the way along. There's actually an African proverb where um, that their the, uh, parents, what they do is they invest in their children. And then when they get older, their children take care of them. So here we go. I'm going to ask you the first question before we do it. Is it how many of you watching right now could say that if your children are adults, that you could, when you get ready to retire, take all of your money and just give it to your children and let them grow it and then let them have it and then let them take care of you. So then let me ask you a question. How many people would really be able to say that out of 100 would say, oh, I, yeah, I think that'd be good. Just leave it to my kids. And they do that. Yeah, don't ask me that question because I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I want to ask you that. But you see, that's why you want to train up a child in the way that they should go. Yeah. They don't depart from it. So you start teaching things. Mm -hmm. Now, by the way, I have so many classes and so many things we've done. Kids and in investing, and why I teach investing and doing them, and they're on the playlist because we want to start teaching you how we begin to do things. And there's little practices that we always have. Like the other day, like I took my son to um, Costco. And one of the first things he figured out is now my kids, so I have twins that are nine, my daughter's seven. And one of the things is um, my sons, they know when they walk into a store, if I own the stock of it, because mm -hmm. they see how I respond. Daddy, can I get that jacket? Yes, son. Because what does that do? That brings us dividends. Oh, by the way, dividends are stock pays out dividends and things like that. They kind of start seeing a flow. So I'm passing generational knowledge onto them. Like, so they, like, they'll say Costco, and then, then I, if I yell Costco, they'll say, keeps the cost low. You see, I'm teaching them how to do it. Oh, and then wait, I might even put up a picture. Um, and then I'll do it. Um, I, um, one of our toilets, I showed my son how to auger a toilet. I never had done it. I showed him, if you guys, there's something called, um, sorry to get all graphic with you guys. But anyway, you know, there's something called, but this actually makes sense. Um, you actually, you plunge something, but then you can also use auger. And I showed my son how to do it. And auger is something where you can actually clean out a toilet deeper, like six or seven feet in, instead of running a snake down into the toilet so you don't damage it. Okay, gotcha. This is really good. Okay, good. Everyone, this is how you fix a toilet. And I want all my, I want every person that's gone to any of my investment classes or know how to do it. I want you to raise your right hand because you understand, you see where I'm getting ready to go. I was teaching my kids how to fix a toilet. Why? Not so that they can fix a toilet. <laughs> so that when they hire people to fix our toilets, when they say something is drained and they tell us, oh, it costs $2,000, some absorbent fee because they had to take the toilet off and this and that. And then my son, just all I need them to say is, did you use an auger first? Mm -hmm. oh, okay, then that should be $75. And then I should, they can quote, so people can't take advantage of them. Okay. Do you understand that? Sorry, everybody, real quick. Do you understand the lesson that I'm teaching you? Is that you want to teach, I'm teaching my sons how to manage a property by managing ours. And you guys know that in Matthew in the Bible, it says that you are faithful over a few things. I make you rule over many. You have to start teaching your kids different things, like teaching people how to cook, men and women, how to do. And then also people say chores. I say just, just get the things done around the house. All right. I don't have time to get into it, but I'm going to actually say this. I don't do allowances. My children do not get paid to live in a, to live in this house. My children do not, just like they don't do participation trophies. They can receive fees and commissions. 
Yesterday, Gracie asked me for something and she said, how much? I said, how much it cost? She said, $17. I said, Gracie, how much would you, how would we make $17? Guess what she said to me? She said, first, how would you get $17? She says, first, I can ask someone to donate it to me. It was a Sunday. She, it's funny. She saw me do the offering as a church. And I said, that, I said, but you understand that you're a problem. She goes, I could open up a business. I said, well, what, what type of business would you do? She said, I would sell stuff. And then she goes, merch. She, she went, she already knows the, the lingo. I said, but, but we have to get it wholesale and sell it retail. What merchandise do I want to get? So then we found out that she wanted to make cards for people, draw out cards for people for the profit margin. So you see lesson number one is when your kids ask you for money, start talking to them about, hey, how do we make it? So they can get, get going. Now, I know some people said, George, this girl's only seven years old, but you understand by the time she's 18, <laughs> she got to float her own boats. Many of you, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like you know, she has, she'll have property, she'll have certain things, but you understand, I wasn't gonna say at the end, but I'll say it now. If my children receive this much money, I want them to grow it to that. You understand? I want them to, I want them to be able to grow because I have to teach them that skill. That's wealth building is, it's a thing. And then guess what? When it's generational wealth building, it's called a family affair. So the first thing that you actually want to do, and then the net, I'm gonna have you help me walk through this, is assess where you're at financially. There are five levels that everybody, you're at one of these five levels. So first, there is struggling and sinking. That means you have the inability to pay your current bills. So your goal is to get to steady. Everybody, it ain't to get to services, to get to steady. The second is solid. That means you've been working somewhere for a while, putting in the 401k, different things, you've been working some for a while, doing pretty well, take, take vacation, stuff like that. Uh, now it seems like it's legal to do that, so everybody's doing that. And then surplus, that means extra money. So then, and then the next level, service, where you're not concerned with finances. You do whatever God puts you on this earth to do. So I want to repeat these again, struggling, steady, solid, surplus, service. So whatever level you're at, the goal is to get to the next level. So this is where the generational wealth comes in. Then I'm going to kick it over to you, Net, and we're going to add any color to this. If you're struggling, you want to get to steady. So certain things you want to do and you want to do them financially, like whether it's get out of debt. But a lot of times you're struggling, it is get a job that pays more money or increase your income. And then, so what I'm going to ask you next, Annette, is about other ways of getting income. Like you may want to have a job and there's something called active income. <laughs> That's working. <laughs> getting income. Then there's something called passive income, right? Real estate, investing, we'll come back to that a little bit in this area. And then we want to look at how we can pass it on. And then we want to look at how things work with taxes. Then you see they're solid. So that means you're doing pretty good. Then what you want to do, this is the beauty part. They're solid, surplus service. Is whatever level you're at, you want to get, this is the generational part. You want to get a person, I'm going to put it right back up, uh, up here, a person that's doing, let's say you're at solid. You need to have also a friend, family member. I'm going to start with family. But then also I want you to start having friends to make this generational wealth that are surplus. Like I find friends that are doing way better, that are doing better than me. You know, and by the way, no matter how good you're doing, I think everyone knows, you can type that in the chat if you want to. No matter how good you're doing, there are people doing much better 
Um, I think, you know, that I'm going to be going to a financial advisor to, uh, conference or, uh, uh, pretty soon in the next few weeks. And there are guys there that are just killing it. And even though, um, and, and Danette, as you, as you know, in 2000, recently I was financial advisor of the year. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, you know, um, I want to say it's like getting into the Hall of Fame, but it's like after that, a couple guys started coming that had won in the past. And I've been to their offices, you know, and all their employees. And they're in the, uh, you know, we're, so there's some of the million flow. These guys are in the billion flow. Mm-hmm. And just to talk to them, but you know, the number one thing that they have is their mindset. We have meetings the way they talk, the mm-hmm. way they think. Like, you know what I mean? Like when you go to the hotel, they're like, yeah, this is the thing. This What, what time will I be picked up? Like, they're not like, they're like, what? Like, they like, we had to walk one time this one place. I go, you want me to walk over there? I'm not doing that. I, I'm not coming. <laughs> like, like, they have a different mindset. So you want to have someone that's doing above. And then you can have people that are on the same level as you. And then you want to have people that are actually, I'm going to say beneath you, but some people that you could, you could encourage. So if you're solid, you should be talking to steady people. And you should be, uh, I'm going to take this down for one second. And you should be pulled, you want to pull them up. And the people that are doing a little better than you, you want to hang around with them. You know, we were talking uh, earlier. So now one of the things is inviting people to a football game, inviting people to do this, go to lunch with them, set up a Zoom meeting. You start talking to people that are just doing a little bit better. But then what you do is be value their time, value their time and have very specific things about that will help you get to the next level. I have, clap, I have to clap for that. I don't know why I'm clapping for myself because I because you, you understand that um, this is so interesting. I'm going on that trip and you already know that I've already called two guys to have lunch with them and they're like this. And I said, hey, George, where do you want to meet? I said, man, wherever you want to meet. I said, what, I said, what hotel are you at? They tell me that. I said, I'll meet you on the, okay, now look it up. Okay, meet me on the eighth floor. And, uh, and, and, then, and then what do I do? I, I pay for it because I want to sit there and then glean from and then I want to find out and, and by the way, you can talk to someone for five minutes and figure out why they're successful in that area and learn from watching people that are very good. And then some of us, we even lay out there. Danette, I would show you a picture. I went to um, the groundbreaking for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. And I just want to let you guys know something. I watched Steve Ballmer for about four, four, maybe five minutes. I said, I see why he's a billionaire or why he's financially successful. Very nice guy, thanked everybody, and just watch how he did that. You actually may wanna watch how he does it. So watch people that are doing very well and then learn from them. And then and then occasionally you may get people that model. So what I do is, it's funny, I said model like I'm a model, but I try to model everything. When I do, when I buy a property, I bring everybody to them. If you guys are interested in this, just let us know. We do them, we shoot videos, we do everything with them. Um, as you remember, I bought a home during the pandemic, rented out a home, you remember we did all of it, and then also sold, selling in the process of selling all during the same time and during that process and doing it. So those are the ones that, that, um, that you actually want to do. Now, I want to go back to encouraging. Even though you're, you know, you're doing whatever level you're at, there's somebody that you can also encourage and you want to show them, like if you got out of how you got out of debt. And you want to show them how you do that, how you home shop. If you have a home that's on this level, and you're trying to get a home on this, a different home, then also there's people that don't have a home. Show them, keep teaching people, and that's how you actually walk through that. Then that. So that's actually how one of the ways that you um, build wealth. I want to kick it back over to you. Any color you want to add to some of the things? Because you kind of you've been uh, we've been working together, so I got it. I'm getting it right this year. Twenty years. <laughs> so she's watched. <laughs> 
She has done all the seminars that I've done over the, over all the last 20 years. Anything else you want to add to anything else you want to add to that? Yeah, I do. Um, so, I mean, people know me as Coach Danette. I, I actually walk people through how to get to that because a lot of people's mentality is really what challenges them. And they don't even realize mindset. You mentioned this with, with what you were just saying. Mindset is key. Um, not only are you you know, needing to learn for yourself, but you need to transfer that information, pass that information to your uh, you know, your children and of course your children's children, because like you said, there's levels to this game, right? You there, there's levels you have to reach multiple streams of income is critical in, in, especially in California, Los Angeles, more particularly for those that, you know, are watching us from all over uh, the country in some places, even outside of the United States. But, um, it's interesting when you were talking about teaching your daughter and your children how to build wealth, Girl Scouts came to mind for me because I was talking to my granddaughter the other day and I, I just asked her for some reason. I was like, you know, hey, do you want to join the Girl Scouts? Because one of her friends is a, a Girl Scout and they have a sign in their front yard that never leaves. And it says a Girl Scout lives here, you know, something about buying cookies. So it's not even like, like they're at the store. They're just you see this sign every day. And you know what my grand said to me when I said, do you want to become a Girl Scout? She said this, I don't want to sell no cookies. I said, wow. I said, so I got into a conversation with her about why they sell cookies and why you do want to sell cookies. But if you don't want to sell cookies, you know, you actually just asked me to take you to granny's yogurt, which is like yogurt land out here. So, yeah. but you know, I had to talk to her about how I have money to go to Granny's Yogurt, and she needs to be learning how to get her own money to do the things she wants to do. So that's what I, I wanted to add color to this conversation, literally about teaching children how to get money to get the things that they want. Because right now, they think that it's about just asking how to get it from your pocket. My mom used to always say money. Remember the saying, money don't grow on trees. Who knows that? Type that in. Yes. Um, no, I say I say that, but um, no, Jeanette, you're uh, that is right on. Girl Scouts is one of the best entrepreneurship and I want to turn it into family. So my twin sister was a Girl Scout. So I'm raising my hand as the top one of the top Girl Scout cookie sellers in uh, in Rochester, Rochester, Minnesota. In the yeah, cold, yeah. I watch people walking around here. I watch people stand out in front of you know people do it. They're smart. They stand out there on Century. They stand out on a busy street in Inglewood, or stand yeah. out in front of you know they do it. Or people uh, people tapping me. They they know they know I like tag alongs. And they and they, uh, they they know what I they know what I like and, and what my <laughs> wife like to drink. So right. So back to entrepreneurship. That taught me one of my first jobs in sales is my dad set up an expectation. My dad used to hand us a sheet and go like this. Uh, pull off two sheets and go like, yeah, hey, hey, come on back when the sheet's full. Like he never said, he never said, go, go see what can happen and different things. So we knocked on the first door. We'd like to grow something. And I said, and also me and my sister got hip to it. We're standing there. So I'm, I'm a twin. By the way, I'm older than my sister. Though, by the way, I'm older. So how many minutes? Don't matter how many minutes. It matters we're older. Okay. 15. <laughs> Shout out, Jen. Um, we would go up to a house, knock on the door and we'd say, hello, how are you doing? George and Jennifer, how you doing? How many, would you like one box or two? <laughs> you don't give it, you ain't even asking. You just tell them. Stop, the stop. <laughs> Everybody right now, cash at me. Just get, no, you ain't got to do that. Just, 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 just please. Do you see what I did? I never asked you if you want a Girl Scout cookie. 
Yeah. I say, hey, me and my twin sister, she's Girl Scouts. My dad, you see us down the street and we have a little thing on it. And then my, my dad be standing back there, you know, a little further back. And I'd be just sitting there like this. I'd say, hey, we just want to bless you. And by the way, and then I'd say, do you want one box or two? And then like, I'll, I'll take 10 men and I'll take this other. And I'd say, hey, by the, and then what I do by the end of the block? I just want to let you know your neighbors bought um, 10 minutes. And you want just 10 minutes? They also got tag alongs. You ain't going to just, you're going to be hungry. <laughs> we sold, I, we sold so many by Like when we went there, they had like great, they unloaded everybody's thing. And ours was like huge. They're like, what did you guys do? But you understand that is teaching people how to do that. And then like that whole thing, scared, walking up to people thing. I teach, I, I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm going to have Gracie out there, but the boy's going to be standing right there with her. You understand that? And they're going to learn what's called verbal confidence. They're not, my kids aren't scared of people. When we go to the barbershop, you pay the barber, you thank them, you tip them, you know? So we got to start doing that. I know I'm talking about generational wealth. And you guys are like, he's talking about girls. No, we're not. We're talking about how you, how you begin to build both ways financially. And you're also going to build also your build up, your build up on the, on self. Okay. And that's what the Bible says. So, hey, we want to thank you so much for tuning in. Hey, we got some more stuff coming about getting inheritance. And we're going to come back to you. We're going to share them with you in the very near future, okay? So everybody have a blessed day and share this with somebody, all right? God bless you.